Well, good morning. good morning. Very glad to have you here with us this morning in person. And for those of you who are sticking out with us online live right now, as we're trying to get the audio out, uh, I apologize. Audio has been a little finicky today for the live, but we will be uploading it later as well onto Facebook. And again, uh, you can find us on Anchor as well in a podcast. We have been putting it out there. So to those people who are in Ireland right now, the 7 or 8% of you that are listening to us that are from Ireland, thank you. Um, no joke. You can actually go on there. I can see where everybody's from. I can see where in the States people are from. Apparently we have our biggest supporters in the U.S. of Texas right now. Texas is the state that is listening to us the most, followed by Michigan and Washington. But it won't tell me the city. New Brunswick, Bathurst loves us. <laughs> Bathurst is the only place in New Brunswick that uh, is listening to us. And then Nova Scotia, we're on there as well. And it just says to me, Ireland. 7 or 8% of our listeners are in Ireland. So thank you for listening to us. Uh, it means a lot to us. But we've been covering, last week we started our series, This Means War. The issue of tackling spiritual warfare. And if you remember, we looked at 1 Peter 5.12. I believe that's what I had said, double-checking my notes. Yes, it's the one where it talks about, be careful and be alert, for the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking somebody he may devour. And if you remember, I compared it to the story of the man-eaters of Salo, how there was two lions that hunted down the workers of a British railroad camp. They actually watched the daily life of these people and found the exact moment and way to strike. To put it in perspective, they would attack the heaviest areas of the camp so they would put more people at that gate. And when everybody's waiting for them to strike the, the eastern side of the camp, they'd slip in through the west and drag somebody out and they'd never hear them. Now imagine being in a situation where you... Normally you can hear the lion, but the next morning you wake up and there's somebody gone and nobody heard a sound. That's going to be a little more terrifying than you heard the lion roar and it jumped the fence and grabbed somebody and tore off. Some people even speculate the lions purposely did things to confuse people. At one point they stole a bag of rice and dragged it through the boma, the big thorn fence. They stole somebody's mattress and they found it torn to pieces throughout the fence. Nobody could figure out why they did this. They weren't people. There wasn't anybody around them. But it kind of reiterates to us what the devil does, doesn't it? He watches our lives and he waits for that opportune moment, some way that he can get his foot in the door. That way that he can kind of start to pull you away from everybody else and, and start to pick at you and pull at you until it's too late and he pounces. See, this is the issue that we're dealing with, spiritual warfare. It's not everybody's favorite topic. I understand that. There's some people that I've met in my life that they will completely walk away from this. They don't want to touch this. They don't want to talk about this. But it's something we need to talk about. We've looked at this is what we're facing. But now we need to look at what war are we fighting? So if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to turn with me to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians, Ephesians, however you say it, I don't entirely know myself. It's hard to pronounce some days. But Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 
12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. Bear with me here. I mean, you've, we've all probably, probably we've all heard the old saying, what you don't know can't hurt you. If you've heard that, just, just nod. If you've heard that, or maybe you've heard this one, what you can't see can't hurt you. Kind of a strange thing to say, isn't it? I mean, it's this idea that if you don't know about it, if you don't know about a transgression or a slight or something along those lines, a problem, a misdeed, if you don't think on it, it won't be able to infect your mind and make you worry about it and have it consume you. You've probably heard the idea as well, somebody say something along the lines of ignorance is bliss or out of sight. Out of mind. Any one of these things, you know, humans as a whole, we generally seem to be pretty good at ignoring issues and ignoring danger. In fact, we just want to explain everything away. And it's the truth of the matter. Something happens and we want to find a rational explanation. Or maybe you've done this one. I'm going to pretend you're walking in the woods and, you know, I'm going to pretend that sound was X so it doesn't bother me. You ever be in that situation where something happens and you're like, I'm just going to pretend it was this so it doesn't worry me. I don't have to think about it. It's not going to freak me out. These are incredibly dangerous ideas. I'm going to get to that in a second, but this is an incredibly dangerous idea. This out of sight, out of mind. If I can't see it, it can't hurt me. These are very, you are playing a very dangerous game if you're going with that route. You remember right last week I pointed out how some of the wording in the passage, people look at it and they say, oh, it's only about this one issue. I was like, no, 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 if you believe that, if that's where you're going to sit in your life, that lion is at your door already. Do not open that door because he ain't going to stick his foot in. He's coming full bore. Mm -hmm. So if you want to open the door, make sure you've got a big caliber. Because if you don't, he's got you. Following these ideas, this out of sight, out of mind, ignorance is bliss. If I don't see it, it can't hurt me. The lion is at your door. It's waiting. See, we tend to focus on the physical world, don't we? If I didn't see it, it didn't happen. I need to see it to believe it. I need to physically touch it. We covered this over the summer when we looked at Doubting Thomas. Do you remember that? We talked about he had this idea that, well, actually it wasn't over the summer. It was over COVID. I'm very confused about my timeline of events right now. Things that happened back in, I don't know, May feel like they happened two years ago. Is anybody else having this lapse of time syndrome? I'm trying to remember what happened when, and I'm like, well, this, we did it with it. Wait, that was only two weeks ago. You're old. <laughs> old age is mandatory. Growing up is optional. I have a teddy bear in a teacup that says that. It sits on my desk. It reminds me of it every day. But 
we looked at Derek Thomas when we were doing the um, when we were doing the sermons from uh, from the parsonage basement, and we were looking at the idea that he had to see it to believe it. He had to physically touch the holes in Jesus' side, his hands, his feet, to believe that it happened. He was not willing to accept that Jesus had rose from the grave. No, I have to see it. Physically, I have to see it or it didn't happen. That's what we love to do as people, isn't it? We need to see the issue. If we don't see it, it didn't happen. And if we can ignore it, we'll ignore it. You see, we're not dealing with this world. This passage even says that you are not fighting against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood is easy to deal with. You cut it with a sword, you cut it with a knife, you put a 30-odd six through it. It stops, it's over. When something is physically in this world, you can deal with it. The lions of Savo, they were a physical thing. What happened to them? They're on display in the Field Museum in Chicago. They are dead. You can't shoot the devil. You can try. So do I. But you cannot pick up a 30 out 6, a 303 British, or any other weapon in the world and fire at him and have him drop down and be done. If you hit him and he falls down and you think, I've got him, hate to break it to you, the lion is at your door. We can't physically do This is not a fight we're in against a physical being. This is something outside of the world we know. This is the world beyond. It even says this. And the two main powers that are going on in a conflict there, and no, this is not saying they are equal. This is saying the two main powers, the two major forces are God and the devil. We already know how it ends. But it doesn't mean he is not going to screw up your life along the way. Just because you know you are going to win, do not run out the clock. When I played hockey, we would turn around, and if we were ahead, the coach would look at us, I will bench you if you run out the clock. I asked one day, why is that? He goes, because you have not put your heart and soul into it. If you run out the clock, you do not deserve to win. You have to play it all. We know how to, we know how to answer. We win. God wins. Don't run out the clock. Don't run out the clock. We have to be fully invested. Mm -hmm. When you run out the clock, you're making that vice where the lion can walk right in. You're cutting a hole in the fence. See, there's something outside of this world. And I can prove that the majority of the world believes in something like this. I've done it before to you guys. Remember when I talked about how Iceland believes in elves? They actually have a large population that believes in elves in Iceland to the point where they will move roads away from where they believe the elves live. Think about this as Christians. We say we believe in God. We don't exactly always portray it, though, very well, do we? We get mad at God when something bad happens. We forget to praise God when something good happens. When something bad does happen, that's when we want to turn to God as if he's some sort of magical genie. We say we're walking with God, but then we ignore his word. We believe that there's a God, but we don't want to believe that there's something against God unless it happens to us. But then you've got, if you turn on any one of these ghost shows, 
or any one of these shows that deal with hauntings or strange phenomena, anything like that, you'll hear people say, oh yeah, there was a demon in my home, or an oni, which is a Japanese ogre-type creature, or there was a gnome or a goblin. And if you're laughing, thinking, you mean to tell me there's people who honestly believe that they were attacked by gnomes? Monsters and Mysteries in America, there's an entire episode where they talk about, for, for not an entire episode, but about a third of the episode, they talk about a woman being harassed by a gnome. Pick it up and kick it. It's like this big. See, we laugh at it, right? Here's the question. How do we know that that's not the devil working? The devil knows what you're scared of. He knows every one of your fears. Some of you have laughed at my biggest fear. Some of you have purposely sent pictures of it to me. I have not forgotten. That was McKenna did that to me. How do you know the devil's not going to use your biggest fear against you? The devil wants to make you scared and makes you want to make, wants to make you doubt yourself. What's he going to use? The thing you are the most afraid of. He is going to go after you with everything he's got. But I can't see him. He can't hurt me, right? Longest kill shot in the world performed by a sniper is 3.45 kilometers. That's 10.5 seconds of bullet time traveled through the air. Do you think the guy he hit knew that he was there? He didn't see him. Do you want to go tell the guy who got shot that what you can't see can't hurt you? You know, with a lion, you don't see it till it's too late. Listening to an audio book that's talking about a tiger that stalked people in Russia in the 90s, in the far east of Russia. They could hear the tiger in the woods. They could not see the tiger. This idea that we have that just because you can see it means it, it can't, you know, I can't see it, it can't hurt me. That is a dangerous, dangerous idea. How many times do we say, well, God can't be working. I don't see him working. God's not here. Where is he? I don't see him working. You can't see, you, you can't see God, and yet you're saying he's not there because he's not working. You have to apply it to both ends. When we look at this, it's warning us exactly what we are against right now. This is not a physical fight. You're not going to walk out the door and have to punch the devil to get to your car. No, he is going to come at you in those moments when you doubt yourself. He is going to come at those moments when you are rejoicing. He's going to come at you in those exact moments when you are least expecting it, and he is going to pull at you to try to get you away from everyone else. Last week we looked at how he does it. He comes like a lion. If you watch how a lion hunts, it pushes one away from the herd. And they don't know what's there. They might see the one that does the pushing, but they don't see the other one that's going to grab them in a minute. Funny how that works, isn't it? This is not something we can see coming. You'll feel it. You'll hear it. This is not a fight against flesh and blood. No weapon we make is going to touch this thing. I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings and that sort of stuff, so are a lot of my friends. And there's a line in there that says, no weapon made of man can harm me. Nothing we make is going to touch the devil. You can make the fanciest looking sword you can imagine. Unless God 
does something to that, it's not going to hurt him. But remember this, God waved his hand and the devil was thrown out of heaven. That's power. I always picture, you know, God sitting there, he's designing something at his, at his workbench. Maybe it's the platypus. I don't know what it is. The devil's like, I'm going to, no, go away. Doesn't even look up, doesn't even say anything. Just, whoop, gone. Whoa, what happened? It's amazing how that works, isn't it? We can't do anything against this. We don't have the physical capabilities. If it was a physical fight, we could do something. This isn't. We need God. In fact, the verse right after this tells you the weapons and armor you need from God. It talks about the armor of God. I'm not going to get into them here, but I'm going to tell you, go put them on, read it. This isn't a physical fight. We're not fighting a physical war. We're fighting something worse. At one point in the Bible, it mentions, why do we need to fear man? The worst thing to do is kill me. Point taken. Because the devil can corrupt your soul. What's worse? Death or a corrupted soul? Death hurts for a second and you're in glory. Corrupted soul, you've unloaded yourself from God. This is a battle against something far deadlier than we can imagine. Far more dangerous. God's told us what to watch out for. And he's given us the weapons to defeat it. But you want to know the, the greatest part of all this? We're not told to do it alone. When you hunt a lion, you don't hunt it alone. You bring friends. Val sat up there and said, you know, I, I've got your back, you guys have got mine. I said this to Charity this week. I said, a friend, my friends will joke, they, as I said, they love Lord of the Rings. They called me a dwarf ever since I was in college. Actually, ever since I was in high school. They say, you're stubborn, but when we need you, you're there. I have a friend who's literally asked me, he goes, can you be the dwarf in my life? I was like, what? He's like, when things get rough, I need you. Can, can you be the guy in the territory? I was like, go for it. We need to go into this with friends. Surround yourself with people who've got your back. Your church family, pray every day without ceasing. Don't pray just because something bad's happening. Pray every day. Go out into the world fully armed and ready. It's the only way you're going to get through it. It's the only way any of us are getting through this. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the dark powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We're at war not with this world, but with that which comes from inside and wants to corrupt it. So the question is, are you ready for it? The fact that God's given us weapons is the greatest reason we have to give thanks. Mm -hmm. We have a God that is with us. We have a God that we know is going to win. But we don't run at the clock. We stand with him in thanksgiving for the blessings we've received. Mm -hmm. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and for the fact 
that just because we can't see what's out there, God, you can. God, every one of your angels and you can see the threat before we do. God, knowing that you have our back and that you are with us as we go to face something, that you've given us the weapons and the armor to stand against the enemy. God, thank you. Thank you for that blessing and thank you for the fact that you have given us brothers and sisters to stand beside us in a moment of crisis, in a moment of joy, that we can walk together to face the devil. In your name we pray, God. Be with us each and every day. Amen. Amen. I had muted you just to oh, make sure there was no sound bump. <laughs> he sure got my back, hasn't he? Turned me off. <laughs> Amen. You know, with the sermon, sometimes it's hard to come out with a song to in the in the in the service with. But as Brad was preaching and he mentioned about having friends, there's a song that says that we are a friend of God. God walks beside us, he goes in front of us, he has our back, he's with us continually. And as I was thinking that over, he just brought the song to me. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. So we're going to just stand and sing this. And uh, thank you, God, for saving my soul. Sunday.